Hello, hello, hello. How are y'all doing today? How are y'all doing today? Welcome to day 82. We're getting there. We're closer. We're not quite, but we're getting there. Uh, today we're talking about the importance of forgiveness, the importance of forgiveness. And I know that um, it, it's, it's, it's going to be, we're going to get into it. I'm coming from Matthew chapter 5, verses 23 through 24. Um, it's really good. Let's pray. Lord Heavenly Father, we thank you right now for another day, another opportunity to come before your people, Lord Heavenly Father, another opportunity to spread that which you have given unto me, your Heavenly Father. So God, I thank you right now for the importance of forgiveness, the word that you are giving us today. I thank you right now for the peace that comes along with it, O Heavenly Father. I thank you for the understanding that we are about to receive, O Heavenly Father. We open our hearts to receive, O Heavenly Father. We open our minds to perceive, O Heavenly Father. We open our eyes to see, Lord Father God, that we may get everything right, O Heavenly Father, and we not be in error of what you have called us to be. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Uh, Matthew chapter 5 verses 23 and 24 um, If you bring your gift to the altar And there Remember that your brother has something against you Leave your gift there before the altar And go your way First be reconciled to your brother And then come and offer your gift and The importance of forgiveness Now this principle, or better yet, this command, is what has the ability to get you into heaven. It won't do it alone, but if you are going to be forgiven by the Father for what you have done, then you are going to have to forgive all the people that have trespassed against you. It's in the Abba Father prayer. Forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Or the NLT version says it plain, like, forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Matthew 18, 21 through 22 says, Peter came to Jesus and asked, Lord, how many times shall I forgive my brother or sister who sins against me? Up to seven times. And Jesus answered and said, I tell you, not seven, but 70 times seven. Now, Mark 11 and 25 says, whenever you stand praying, if you have anything against anyone, forgive them that your father in heaven may also forgive you your trespasses or sins. Now, Proverbs 17, 9 says, love prospers when a fault is forgiven, but dwelling on it separates close friends. Psalms 133 through 4, Lord, if you kept the record of our sins, who, O oh Lord, could ever survive? But you offer forgiveness that we may learn to fear you. God doesn't care how much scripture you know, how good you are at articulating his word, how full of the Holy Spirit you are, or how much revelation you have, or how well you operate in your gifts. First John says that he who does not love his brother who he has seen, Mm. How can he love God who he has not seen? And since we know that love keeps no records of wrongs, we know forgiveness is part of love. God is not interested in your work if you can't work with your brother. Praise and worship all you want if you can't have close relationship with people, no matter their sins towards you, you must 
forgive, your relationship with God is dependent on your relationship with others. And I know that, uh, 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 and I know that we say all I need is God, and as long as I have God, I have everything I need. But He says, Jesus says to forgive and to be forgiven, you must first forgive. So no. And you are done wrong. So, so I know that you were you were done wrong, and I know that they lied on you, and I know he cheated on you, and I know she spread rumors about you, and I know that they made you look like you were the bad person. But if you don't forgive them, you have no place with God. No matter how anointed, no matter how anointed you are, if if you can't understand His word to love, you will miss Him. When that day comes and when we stand before the judgment seat for the we won't be there because of our works. We won't be questioned about our works. It is good to to prophesy and to cast out demons, to do signs and wonders. But if you don't love, it will profit you nothing. I already said love keeps no records of wrong. So if it forgives. It forgives. And, and, and what I have found is that we will repent to God. But I want to say that God is not the person we have the issue with. The problem is we are doing all the talking with God, but have not had one conversation with the person that has offended us or that we have offended. It's great that we love God. It's our first command. But what about the second command to love our neighbors as we love ourselves and all these hang on the law? We good with, with with God, but but ignorant when it comes to people and people we can see but don't forgive, or or can't love enough to stop trying to press into God and correct our wrongs. God wants us to stop even coming to Him and and giving Him a gift that we are not willing to give to others. We come to him and we like, God, we love you. God, we trust you. God, we need you. God said, well, what about the people that you can see all day, every day? You're you supposed to love them too. You're supposed to see them for who they are too. You're supposed to be this. You're supposed to be that with them too. And we can't even get past ourselves in order to go and press into what God has for us because mm, we let our feelings and our emotions and our thoughts get in the way. How many of us are mad at our spouse because of what they did or what they didn't do? I know you expected more from them and you expected them to be more than what they became because they had so much potential. But the pressure of life has happened and your words have happened and your neglect has happened. When, when, they, can't, when they couldn't do what you said or what you wanted them to do, you beat them down with your words. You neglected what you were supposed to provide for. <clears throat> what you were supposed to protect, you neglected. You walked away from what you were supposed to be helped to. Dominion comes when husband and wife or man and woman do it together, not separately. We walk in dominion when our relationship with our spouse reflects the relationship that Christ has with the church. We need to understand the importance of forgiveness because it's how Jesus taught us to pray for one. And secondly, because it's the only way. We would ever receive forgiveness to make it into heaven.
I can recall in my own life, in my own instances, where I would come into times of prayer with God and, and um and I and I could be worshiping, I can be doing all these other things and repenting and all these other things and and and, and the Holy Spirit will stop me dead in my tracks. And it would be something that I had forgot about that happened sometimes years ago. And I would have to stop praying, stop worshiping, stop with all the, 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 the rigor and row of spirituality. And I would have to go back and correct something that I had, an art that I had with my brother or, or my sister, something that I, I had going on in, in, in the past. And that's just the way the Holy Spirit can't come in and do certain things because you haven't opened yourself up to receive what it is that he wants to do. Forgiveness is a very important topic, a very important thing. Without forgiving others, we cannot be forgiven from God. I say that without forgiving others, we cannot be forgiven by God. Abba Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Forgive us those who trespass against us if we forgive those who trust. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Or God, forgive us our sins as we forgive those who have sinned against us. We cannot get past the forgiveness part. We cannot get past the forgiveness part. There are some people that did you wrong when you was a little child. Some of us were molested. Some of us were beaten. And some of us were abused. Some of us was neglected. Some of us were left high and dry. Some of us. But we can't let that stop us from forgiving them. Because we take that with us throughout our whole entire lives. And all we do is just recycle that pain, recycle that pain. We do to somebody else what was done to us. Maybe not in the same form or fashion, but in some way, shape or form. We were beaten. So we beat people down with our words. Hmm. It, it, people were molested. So we go and we take out that same aggression on other people, like talking down and, and, and making people feel like they less than the same thing, the same way it made you feel, the same way it, 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 it made you look at yourself is the same thing that we'll do to other people by making them feel less than. Most of the time it's without words. Most of the time it's without words. Words are powerful. We tell our children, oh, you can't do this, you can't do that, blah, blah, blah. What about lifting them up? What about lifting people up, making them feel like they can do all things through Christ who strengthens them? We'll say that, we'll say that verse and for ourselves. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. But what about being that for your brother? What about being that word for your sister? What about being that word for your children? You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. You can do all things. You can be all things. You can go anywhere. You can do anything. You can, you can, you can, you can. What about us being that for them? 
we can we can pick up that word and we can apply it to our lives, but we can't pick up that word and give it to others. Sometimes the people that hurt us, sometimes the people that did us wrong, sometimes the children that have just been disrespectful, sometimes the children that just want to walk in their own way. When you try to tell them to do better, when you try to tell them to show them the right way, they just want to go on their own path. You did it, didn't you? You went on your own path. Sometimes that path leads to righteousness because sometimes life has a better way of teaching a lesson quicker than a parent can. Quicker. Forgiveness. It's important. It's what must be done at all costs. No matter how uh, weak it may make you look, you have to forgive. You have to ask for forgiveness. Like I said, I had to go back to people and be like, look, man, you know, I, 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 I was this and I was that back in, you know, I'm just asking for forgiveness. It's up to them whether they forgive you or not. You just have to initiate the conversation. We don't have no problem having a conversation with God when we pray. But we have a problem having a conversation with people that we've done wrong. Or having, or having a conversation with people that have done us wrong. Well, forgive. Be forgiven. In order to be forgiven, you have to forgive. Sometimes you just have to go ask for forgiveness. It is what it is. That's love because it keeps no records of the wrong things that you've done. It just loves all by itself. It continues to give. It's not predicated on what's given back to it. It just keeps giving. Let's pray. Lord Heavenly Father, I thank you right now for your word. I thank you for the word of forgiveness, O Heavenly Father. Letting us know how important it is, O Heavenly Father. Letting us know that it doesn't matter how much we prophesy. It doesn't matter how well we can articulate your word. It doesn't matter how good how good we can speak, O Heavenly Father. It doesn't matter of how, 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 how we look in the face of other people, O Father God. It matters of how we get it right. How we get it right with you, O Heavenly Father. I thank you right now, O Father God, that we are not ignorant of Satan's devices, O Heavenly Father. For in your word, you said that hell enlarges itself. Why doesn't heaven enlarge itself, O Heavenly Father? God, I come to the understanding, O God, that heaven was made for all people, O Father God. So heaven is big enough for all people to enter into it, O Heavenly Father. Hell was only made for devil and his imps, O Heavenly Father. It was only made for Satan and the fallen angels, oh, Father God. So every time somebody enters, oh, Father God, it has to enlarge itself in order to take in more souls, oh, Father God. Look, God, so help us to understand, oh, God, what is your purpose? What is your plan? What is your, 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 your blueprint for our lives, oh, Father God? And Lord God, I thank you that, that, that forgiveness is a part of that blueprint, oh, Heavenly Father. I thank you that love is a part of that blueprint, oh, Heavenly Father. I thank you that your word is all of that blueprint. 
blueprint, oh Father God, that we need to follow, oh Father God, in order to get to the place that you have called us to and predestined us to be and to stay, oh God. Lord God, I thank you right now for all the things that you are doing, have done, and are yet to do, oh Father God. I lift you up, glorify and magnify in your holy name because you are worthy to be praised. You are worthy to be worshipped. You are worthy to be exalted, oh Father God. So we exalt you above every situation. We exalt you above every thought. We exalt you above everything that we can think or imagine, oh Father God. We exalt you, oh Heavenly Father, because we know that you are the head of our lives and you are our creator and that you manifest your glory in our lives, oh Father God. So God, we thank you for your manifestations, oh Heavenly Father. We thank you for your words. We thank you for your peace and we thank you better yet more, much more, much more, much more for understanding. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Y'all have a blessed one.